Welcome to Counter Hegemony. My name is Aaron Taos. The growing conflict between the United States and China will define the coming decades. The new bloc confrontation has increased the danger of a world war and is currently fueling an international arms race. China's rise as a global hegemon would bring 500 years of Western domination to an end. American decline goes hand in hand with the de-Westernization of the world. It is highly doubtful that this will occur peacefully. And here is why. US supremacy in the capitalist West is the historical outcome of the Second World War. With the collapse of the Soviet Union in the 1990s, the US extended its political and economic power to the entire globe. Ever since, US foreign policy has been based on three main principles. First, to maintain global leadership. Second, to defend, enforce and expand global capitalism with military and non-military means. And third, to prevent the emergence of a regional rival in Eurasia, the world's largest and geopolitically most relevant continental area. Since the 1980s, China has climbed to the first place in this category. Over the past decades, the United States has tried to integrate China into the global capitalist order, similar to the way it integrated Germany and Japan in the second half of the 20th century. Yet contrary to China, both countries were militarily defeated at the time of their integration. In addition, the US managed to subordinate Germany and Japan at the absolute height of its power. A scenario in which China will accept the subordinate position within a US-dominated world order is rather unlikely. So far, all US strategies to stop China's rise have failed. The first strategy pursued under George W. Bush aimed to control global energy reserves in the Middle East. The US invasion of Iraq in 2003 was in part directed against China and its high dependence on imported fossil fuels at the time. The second US strategy launched under Barack Obama in 2011 as part of America's pivot to Asia was to block China's sea routes in the South China Sea via the Strait of Malacca in the Persian Gulf, the Red Sea and the Suez Canal. China's response to the blockade was the launching of the One Belt, One Road initiative in 2013. The mega project aims to establish and expand intercontinental trade and infrastructure networks between China and Africa, Asia and Europe. Today, a larger part of China's foreign trade logistics takes place over the Eurasian landmass. The US economic war against China propelled by the Trump and Biden administrations was a reaction to the failure of the sea domination strategy. US trade restrictions have primarily aimed at cutting off exports of key microchips and semiconductor tools to China. If the economic strategy to stop China does not produce the desired outcome, the military option will increasingly move to the fore. It is against this backdrop that we should interpret the US military buildup in the Asia-Pacific in recent years. The US has also deepened the links between its regional allies Japan, South Korea, Australia and New Zealand and NATO. In June 2022, for the first time, the leaders of the four countries participated in a NATO summit. Yet the US military buildup directed against China is not limited to the Asia-Pacific. It is unfolding all across Eurasia. 
As a consequence of the Ukraine war, the West, including South Korea and Japan, is more united than ever. NATO is more powerful and the EU more subservient to the interests of the United States than ever. At the same time, the Ukraine war has strengthened the alliance between Russia and China and weakened the standing of the US in the non-Western world. These international dynamics will play a crucial role in the development of the US-China conflict in the coming years. That does it for today. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. I'll see you next time.